COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore IamCannabisSativa and on Twitter at ICSativaPod. So, um, we, don't, we still don't have lounges in Massachusetts yet. And I believe that that is by design and people that are a lot smarter than me are confirming that it is by design. So, so this is from the Parabolist Center of Law and Policy. So again, this is, this is a project of, um, former commissioner Shalene Title, who was the only pro cannabis voice on that entire cannabis commission. Everybody else 
hates the plant and hates the people that use the plant and are prohibitionists that never wanted legal and you know are from backgrounds like like big pharma or law enforcement um backgrounds that have been hostile to the users of the plant and the people that love the plant um she was the one lone member that was echoing what the voters actually wanted when they voted yes on, on, on in 2016 for question four is the only one actually upholding the what 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 the voters agreed upon what the voters wanted and upholding the the spirit and the letter of the law while while upholding the will of the voters she was the one voice but sadly she got outvoted because it was one against the other four prohibitionists but again that's a game that your politicians are going to run when they still hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant and there's still thousands upon thousands of them um strategically placed throughout the country and there's can you have a you have a establishment that favors those type type of people getting reelected over and over again people like us that like the plant, like to be able to use the plant we have a we have a long way to go towards getting rid of the politicians that, that work against our interests and hate the plant we have a long long way to go and um, we, we still don't have lounges in Massachusetts, you know, Nevada already has them. Um, I think Alaska has them. California has them again. I mean, California and Nevada voted yes on, on adult use the same year that Massachusetts did yet. We still don't have them yet. And when we were going to get them, I will never forget this. And I'm going to, I hold you. I mean, the, us Scorpios hold grudges like crazy. I, I, I never forget people that wrong me, but anyway, anyway, I'm sort of kind of digressing, but let me get back to what I, I want to say. So when, so when we were about to get lounges, the, our governor, governor Baker and our attorney general, Maura Healy, they they slammed the brakes on us getting lounges and said to slow down and wait until the adult use stores are open and i believe i want to say like either last year or 2019 or so um i think it's closer to like last year or whatever the cannabis commission and the government fine you know baker and all, all those powers that be finally allowed us to have um the framework for cannabis consumption lounges as a treat but again, there's still technicalities preventing them from opening. So that's what we're getting into today. So little known fact from the Parabolist Center, cannabis social clubs are legal in Massachusetts. MA Cannabis has passed and promulgated regulations governing them. The only thing holding them up is an interpretation by the Secretary of the Commonwealth. Yeah, so you have one technicality such as that preventing us from having lounges one flipping technicality i'll read that again little known fact cannabis social clubs are legal in massachusetts mass cannabis passed and promulgated regulations governing them the only thing holding them up is an interpretation by the secretary of the commonwealth every secretary candidate should be asked about it again this is malicious compliance oh well I know you guys want lounges, but because of technicality and law, this, that, and the other, we're not going to give them to you. We can't give them to you. We want to, but we can't. But uh, no, they don't want to. They never wanted to. They hate the plant. They hate the people that use the plant. 
all our political establishment are our old school people that may have only used in high school and college stop using and they just associate this as, as as a party and a college student drug and a young person's drug it's just a marginal drug done by marginal people and we're not going to give these these voters any sort of respect or honor their their will in any real way because again their their numbers are so tiny and small and they're marginal people that do a marginal drug why the heck should i care about them they're not a high priority to me so that, that's how your politicians think in this state and that's how they think in most states even 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 other adult use states we're not going to get change until we we clean house and we vote out all these prohibitionists but yes a, a flipping technicalities preventing massachusetts from having from having lounges so i'm gonna read i'm gonna read a letter one of the letters here may 10th 2019 doc dear doc, dear mr collins for your consideration, our working group has collaboratively, collaboratively, excuse me, collaboratively established a framework for a pilot program regulating establishments allowing on-site consumption of cannabis. It is important to note that no part of this program will be able to move forward unless a legislative change is made to allow municipalities to permit on-site consumption as explained in the legislative authority section below. Process and timeline. In addition to our own wide-ranging expertise as local and state officials from throughout the Commonwealth to continue to create a framework, we examine recent feedback from experts, including the Cannabis Advisory Board, the Massachusetts Municipal Association Policy Committee on Municipal and Regional Administration, as well as the Commission's Director of Research Director of Licensing and Chief Investiga Investigations and Enforcement. We also examined concerns previously expressed by commissioners and consult consulted with other officials in our communities and other communities as appropriate. Additionally, we examined the relevant regu regulations in other states and municipalities that license businesses allowing on-site consumption of cannabis, including Alaska's Regulation 3AAC, 306.370, which went into effect April 11, 2019. So again, Alaska already has lounges. Nevada has them, and those have opened pretty recently. And call and what's the name? California has lounges. California, California, and Nevada voted for adult use the same exact year as Massachusetts. Yet, yet Massachusetts does not have lounges yet. And again, this is this is. This is malicious compliance. This is prohibition by technicality. We know we can't stop legalization. We know we can't roll it back or undo it entirely. Um, because again, we never wanted this crap legal. It's a deadhead, it's a deadhead drug done, done by lazy, unmotivated and um, marginal people. And, and, and having too much of it, having too much stores open happening have have having lounges open having all of those things having easy access to it is going to ruin our our puritanical massachusetts so we got to slow roll this as much as we can slow roll this we got to put as many technicalities in front of people as possible so that a lot of stores don't open or only the right ones that that are mso friendly that, that give kickbacks to politicians um 
that that don't grow the plant with love and care will jerry rig the regulations so only those people have any significant chance of, of, of getting in the game so again this is just more reefer madness this is just more reefer madness by people that hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant that are in political power throughout this state oh well we we we, we don't like lounges and we think it's a bad idea but we know you guys voted for this to happen so we'll just we'll just make it so so the let, let, let me double check who this is um so we'll just make it so the the secretary of the commonwealth can block it it's like the senate parliamentarian pretty much oh well we would give you 15 dollars an hour but um the senate parliamentarian says we can't do this no that's an artificial constraint um they never wanted to give you 15 dollars an hour and um they're just using the parliamentarian as a convenient excuse excuse the parliamentarian is not in the constitution that's just a made-up institutional rule to brought to, to block popular will or to block um the unwashed masses from creating mob rule or whatever that's all that is recommendation in summary our recommendation is for the commission to implement a pilot program licensing prime primary use social consumption establishment cannabis cafes event host licenses events open to the public the program will open to a maximum of 12 municipalities each of which may implement its own cap on each type of license the 12 municipalities will consist of five communities in the working group if they choose to participate and other municipalities who choose to participate in the pilot program if more than 12 municipalities wish to participate the commission will select communities based on socio socioeconomic size and geographic diversity again it's a slow trickle instead of having like a free market of lounges they have to they have to trickle it out because again they got to restrict and limit this is a, this is a this is a dumb marginal drug and we don't want too much people using it we don't want it, it to be too available um we don't want it to threaten big industries in the state like big pharma what i mean what, whatever it is they're restricting and limiting so it is not cheap it is not accessible um small growers small vendors don't have a chance you have to hop through a bajillion hoops you have to pay you have to pay into municipal um corruption i.e the um community host agreements that 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 are so prevalent in this state you're having to pay you're having to pay shakedown rates to these municipalities and again and this this is by a political establishment from top to bottom on, on all levels, both the state, the municipal level, so on and so forth. They never want it legal and want to slow walk everything under the sun related to this plant to either to restrict and limit and to pander to NIMBY people. And to, and if they do, if they do allow cannabis businesses to open, it's only going to be these multi-state operators that, that have lots of money to throw around that make their stores look like Apple stores or whatever, or um, may or may not be paying off these politicians. It's, it's just the name of the game, pay to play corruption. And it's, it's politicians that hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant and still want to take revenge on the voters for voting for this to be legal. But, um, but again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my thirties. I'm, I'm sure when I have my own kids or whatever, I shoot, I'm sure when I get older, 
like my kids are going to see me as the backwards, see me and my generation as the backwards people that need to be smoked for good and put out of office. So again, I mean, it's the circle of life. When I'm older, I'm going to be seen as antiquated by, by younger people. You know, it, it just is what it is. It always happens. But again, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. Let's continue. The primary attributes of a pilot program are a limited number of participating communities, licensing for, for groups that have been far, that have thus far locked out of the legal cannabis industry, stringent application and operational requirements, a strong focus on staff training, and robust data collection by both businesses and state, state and local regulators. Key issues, preventing underage access. No one under 21 may access the premise of a on-site consumption establishment. If permitted by local regulation, municipal, municipalities may allow outdoor event hosts to designate an area for on-site consumption. All licenses must have an adequate plan to ensure no one under 21 will be allowed into an on-site consumption area. Impairment detection by server. The pilot program requires each employee of a social consumption establishment to complete a responsible server training program in addition to general required agent training. Again, I mean, I've worked in the service industry for some money and, and, and such. It's, it's one of my side jobs. I've, I've had to take it just for, for helping to serve liquor and stuff. So, I mean, it's par for the course, you know, I don't, I don't really have, I don't really find fault in doing that, but again, let's continue impairment detection by server. The pilot program requires each employee of a social consumption establishment to complete a responsible server training program. In addition to the general required agent training. The mandatory training includes impairment-related topics such as potency, effects, absorption time, and procedures to ensure that customers are not overserved. Serving sizes. Generally, retail purchase limits apply, but customers who are purchasing edibles may not purchase more than a reasonable portion intended for single use, as defined as 2.5 milligrams or 20 milligrams of THC at each point of sale. Consistent with the existing retail packaging, edible marijuana products in solid form must be easily and permanently scored to identify five milligram individual servings. To ensure customers purchasing edibles are informed, they must receive and verbally acknowledge an understanding of the consumer information card educating customers about the potential length of impairment from edibles consumer education will be made available through signage consumption of marijuana products not purchased on site will not be permitted and no takeout options will be available staff will monitor customers for compliance again this is nanny state regulation but again i mean this is the only way we're gonna get it because our, our political establishment from top to bottom pander to NIMBY people that hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. They pander to NIMBY people. And again, they never wanted this legal. So of course they're going to put the strictest regulations possible. And, 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 and in the state, you historically have a pure puritanical sort of mindset. So there's, they're not a, as trusting of people with vices as a whole, as, as, as if you were to go out West or whatever. Um, the people just move differently here and they're very, the, 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 I won't say the people, I would say the politicians have a very puritanical mindset on, on vices. 
again, our, our state does not allow people to, to have happy hour. Like we don't have happy hour in Massachusetts and we're not allowed to, um, have sales for alcohol or cannabis. We're not allowed to have sales, like buy one, get one, whatever you can do price reductions, but you're not, you're not allowed to have fancy sales like other states, sadly. Consumption of marijuana products not purchased on site will not be permitted and no takeout options will be available. Staff will monitor consumers for compliance. Impaired driving. Every pilot program participant will need to submit procedural and operational plans demonstrating a diligent effort to assist customers who may be impaired in finding means of transportation. To ensure such requirements are tailored in the region in which the establishment is located, a recommendation is that the plans will be reviewed by both the commission and the municipality in which the on-site consumption will take place. Our group supports additional legislative efforts to address detection of impaired drivers. Smoking and vaping. Our group examined regulations from the other states that allow social consumptions specifically California and Alaska, and recommends that Massachusetts rules on smoking be as restrictive as possible by prohibiting the smoking of cannabis indoors. Smoking may be permitted outdoors, away from open doors, windows, or ventilation systems. If an ex examination by local authorities demonstrates that smoking is com compatible with issues in the surrounding community this approach was recommended by harvard hc chan school of public health members dr vaughn rees and dr andy tan of the center of global tobacco control and the dana farber cancer institute respectively again that's the problem with our state like we have a lot of really good you know medical institutions and obviously we have harvard yale bcbu we have a lot of very, very good schools. So there's this sort of defer to experts and trust the science sort of mentality to a fault. Oh, well, the scientists, the eggheads in academia believe that, that, that smoke of any kind is bad. So for our state, unlike the other Western and, and less uptight states, we have to ban you from being able to smoke indoors. Again, cannabis smoke has not been proven to cause cancer. But again, it's this whole... We have to trust the science. We have to trust the experts. People can't be allowed to make decisions, good or bad, that we don't like. So we have to protect people against themselves. It's that sort of parochial, um, puritanical mindset that we're known for outside of New England. People can't be trusted to smoke smoke indoors. They'll give themselves cancer. They'll they'll give the patrons or the 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 servers or whatever, or the lounge, the lounge staff, they're going to give them illnesses. So we have to block it entirely instead of just trusting that adults, whether it's the workers that work there, a know what they're getting themselves into and then B, um, they, they so a, they know what they're getting themselves into and B they're sentient adults that can choose to either work for the company or not work for the company. And the people that are going into that establishment can make that same decision. They can weigh, they're smart enough and responsible enough to know their limits, to know what their body can handle, what their body can't handle. And uh, they avoid establishments like lounges if that's going to not jive with them. But we can't, but in, in, in Massachusetts, we can't trust people to make their own decisions. We have to protect people against themselves, don't you know?
Living here can be so frustrating sometimes with these flipping nerds and eggheads that make all these regulations. Furthermore, our group recommends adopting a modified form of the rules governing smoking from Alaska and applying them to non-smoking forms of consumption, including heat, such as vaping. That requires licenses to have a ventilation system that directs air from the consumption area to the outside of the building through a filtration system sufficient to remove visible vapor, consistent with all the applicable building codes and ordinances, and adequate to eliminate odor from the property line. It also requires a separate smoke-free, vapor-free area for, for employees to monitor the consumption area. In sum, our group suggests that smoking defined as consumption is only permitted outdoors and vape, vaping or other non-smoking forms of con consumption involving heat are permitted indoors with adequate ventilation. Understanding that the municipalities have have taken a, a variety of approaches to regulating vaping, including that many current ordinances or regulations prohibit indoor vaping, some cities or towns may wish to participate in the pilot program by only allowing for outdoor events. Legislative authority. Marijuana establishments are licensed by the commission under GLC 94G subsection 4B1. The commission has the authority to license the consumption of marijuana or marijuana products on the premises where sold. GL G.LC94G subsection 3B outlines a process for voters in a city or town to authorize the sale of marijuana and marijuana products for consumption on the premises where sold. However, as interpreted by the Secretary of the Commonwealth, again, that's that's that technicality that they're using to block the will of the people. It's like, again, it's like that Senate parliamentar parliamentarian. Oh, we can't this yeah it's the senate parliamentarian oh we can't do the 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 15 dollar minimum wage or whatever we can't do this regulation because the senate parliamentarian won't won't like it when when trump was in office um the senate parliamentarian said that they couldn't do the tax cut bill you know what trump did he told the parliamentary to kick rocks. He fired that parliamentary and then put in one that did allow him to ta to pass the tax reform and then he signed it but again, I mean, it's just, a, again, the parliamentarian is, a, is or the secretary of the Commonwealth making, putting this rule under her tutel, under her or his tutelage to, to allow lounges or whatever. Again, this is an artificial constraint. This is them overcomplicating things so they can do what they, so they can do what they wanted or didn't want to do to begin with. I don't believe, I don't believe, um, I don't believe the Democrats earnestly want to make the minimum wage a $15 an hour minimum wage. If they, if they wanted to do that, you know, they would have done what, what politicians like FDR and, and, and Lynn or and Lyndon B. Johnson did. They would have twisted arms. It would have, they would have been like, Hey, if you don't do my agenda, I'm going to make sure you don't get elected. You know, I mean, you, you can do a lot. You can, you can, you can punish the turncoats in your caucus. But again, I'm kind of digressing a little bit. I've been doing a lot of that lately. But again, this this is just a technicality that's put into place to appease landlords, to appease um, NIMBY people that don't like the plant and the people that use the plant, um, and to appease Karens as well. Like, again, those are the only voters that matter to the political establishment in this state.
but again, let's continue. However, as interpreted by the Secretary of the Commonwealth, GLC-94G-3B does not have or does not provide a mechanism for that process. Fortunately, multiple bills such as H-3541 and S-1125 have been filed to correct this issue and allow cities and towns to permit marijuana establishments to allow on-site consumption. The pilot program will only... Let me read this again. Let me highlight this, if I will, if I may. Bear with me one sec. All right. This pilot program will only be able to move forward if one of those bills pass. Let me read that again. This pilot program will only be able to move forward if one of those bills pass. Again, it's, 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 it's malicious compliance. It's death by technicality. Licensing. The primary goal of the pilot program is to promote and encourage the groups that have thus far been unable to meaningfully participate in the legal cannabis industry, despite the requirement for the commission to ensure such participation in subsection 77A of Chapter 55 of the Acts of 2017. In accordance with the commission vote passed February 2018, the Cannabis Advisory Board recommendation passed in February 2019, and parallel to the commission's vote on delivery April 26, social consumption licenses will initially be limited to equity program program participants and economic empowerment applicants. Our recommendation is to reevaluate the pilot program, including this exclusivity after 24 months. As the commission explores the ability to create a preliminary evaluation process for other licenses as part of the equity work plan, the proposed pilot program would implement such a pre-certification process on a limited scale. There are six steps to the process, each of which are part of the existing licensing process for other marijuana establishments. The first step, commission pre-certification, consists of the application of intent, background check, and the management of operations profile, including new requirements specific to social consumption. The second step consists of local approval required under GLC-94G, subsection 3, including noise mitigation plans, odor mitigation plans, and an extermination of any outdoor smoking provisions. The third step entails a commission review of compliance with re requirements for a location and a legal interest in property, documentation of capital, confirmation of a host community agreement and compliance with local laws. The rationale for moving those items to a later step is to allow pre-certification to be used in obtaining capital, location and a host community agreements. The fourth step consists of final inspections determined by commission staff. The fifth step is a final license issued by the commission. After the commission staff has conducted an inspection to ensure the inventory has been accurately entered into metric tracking system that other conditions of the final license, if any, have been met, commission staff will issue an order allowing for the com commencement of operations, data collection, a pilot program provides an opportunity to closely monitor any unforeseen challenges and ensure adequate resources are available and agencies are well prepared for any issues that may come up in wider implementation. In that spirit, the cornerstone of the pilot program is a robust collection and analysis of data in multiple areas to be designed and overseen by the Commission's research department. The Commission and each 
municipality and business that participates in the pilot program will agree to collect data to be anonymized, aggregated, and shared with the public. Specifically, pilot program participants will collect data on items including, but not limited to, product sales, serving sizes, staff turnover rate, municipal data, excuse me, including cost, crime, and any incidents or complaints. Sincerely, Social Consumption Working Group, Thomas Bernard, Mayor, North Adams, Alyssa Brewer, Councillor, Amherst, Helen Carlton Harris, Springfield, Michael Fenton, Councillor, Springfield, David Gardner, Assistant Town Manager, Provincetown, Stephen Hoffman, Chairman, Cannabis Control Commission, Doug Cress, Director of Health Human Services, Somerville, Alex Mello, Planner, Somerville, Commissioner, Title, Commissioner, Cannabis Control Commission. All right, end of article. So again, it's malicious compliance we're seeing. It's people that never wanted this legal finding technicalities to to prevent these lounges from roll, roll, from being rolled out in an expedient fashion. California already has them. Nevada already has them. They voted in the same election cycle as Massachusetts. Yet our state, our puritanical state, has to find ways to reinvent the wheel all the time because our, our political establishment never wanted it to be legal. Again, out west, you had more of a you have more of a you do you sort of mentality as long as you don't hurt me. And you have a longer history with cannabis overall. So um, it's going to be an easier lift in, 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 in California or Oregon or, or Washington or whatever. Can any moving, moving cannabis reform in those states is going to be easier than this, than this particular state because our history isn't as long. And we have a very puritanical political establishment that, that again, don't have too much fun. We all protect you against yourself, don't you know? But that's enough for me. I don't want to keep this episode too long. As always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and you can find me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-E-T-T-P-S-C-O-L-O-N-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 3-3-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.